0: Easter is the time of year when Christendom celebrates the Crucifixion, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first Easter was a pivotal time in the calendar of many countries, a time when BC gave way to AD. Sadly, however, the cuckoo god of commercialism has laid its chocolate Easter eggs and all but ejected the true meaning of Easter I have a few thoughts on the Easter story which may or may not be of interest in scripture we have recorded three genealogies of Jesus we have the normal type and comprehensive ones in Matthew and Luke but in John's Gospel we find a short, unusual, but nevertheless a very significant one. John chapter 1 and the first five verses. Now the term, the Word, in these verses refers to the Lord Jesus. Just remember that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made in Him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not the Word the Lord Jesus He was in the beginning with God and was God In verse 14 of this chapter, it tells us that the Word became flesh. In other words, Jesus became man and dwelt among men. A fact to which John himself was a witness. This chapter also tells of a man called John the Baptist, who was the harbinger of the Son of God, preparing the way for him to come as Messiah of the Jewish nation but sadly we are told he came unto his own the Jewish nation the Messiah came unto his own but his own received him not in verses 12 and 13 of this chapter it is explained why Jesus came so that it says as many as received him to them gave he the right to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man that is by natural means but were born of God. John the Baptist summed up the reason why Jesus came who on seeing him one day said behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. A few days later when walking with two of his own disciples one was Andrew Peter's brother John again said behold the Lamb of God and the two disciples on hearing him speak turned and followed Jesus why did John refer to Jesus as the Lamb of God for the answer to this we must go back many years in fact around three or four thousand years to Exodus chapter 12. It is here that we read about the commencement of a new Jewish calendar. Of course the Jewish people had been in existence before this but at this specific time their natural identity was fully confirmed. Also at this time they were under the dominance of Egypt as slaves. So the time had come for God to deliver the Israelis from this oppressive tyranny and so commands were given through his servant Moses. Let us picture a small Israeli family at this particular time. The father goes out to his meagre flock with his son and daughter to choose a lamb. He tells them it must be perfect, without blemish, Moses had said so they select the lamb very carefully and bring it in closer to the house in order that they may be able to carefully tend it the children love having a pet lamb and they feed the lamb and nurture it but then 14 days later the father gets out his knife and goes to the back of the house his son follows him out and sees what is about to happen Stop! What do you think you're doing? His father lovingly draws him aside and explains My son, God is going to destroy all the firstborn in the land of Egypt tonight You, my firstborn, will die unless I do as he says. I must take this lamb examine it to ensure that it is without blemish then kill it and catch the blood in a basin. Then I shall get a bunch of hyssop from the garden to sprinkle the blood outside the door on the lintel, together with the two side posts. Then we will close the door and wait. Tonight a destroying angel will go through the land, but God has said When I see the blood, I will pass over you. So this destroying angel will not come into the house where the blood is. In order order for us to be safe, we must be protected by the blood of this sacrificial lamb. And so that night, many years ago, God's chosen people, Israel, They were redeemed from the power of Egypt and that is why Israel as a nation has commemorated that deliverance ever since at Passover time. Now moving rapidly forward to the time of our Lord he is nearing the end of his earthly ministry at the age of some 33 years. We're told that the common people liked him They heard him gladly, but most religious leaders disliked him exceedingly. He upset many of their man-made rules and regulations and were constantly trying to trap him into blasphemy against God and against the Roman authorities by sedition without success. What we now call Palm Sunday commemorates Christ's entry into Jerusalem riding on a donkey with much popular adulation and praise. However, this was probably the last straw for the Jewish religious leaders who finally arrested him, hauled him before a summary court of their own and then ultimately before Pilate, the Roman governor. As they brought the Lord Jesus Christ to Pilate, what day was it? Why, it was the preparation of the Jewish Passover. On this very same day when the Jewish people were bringing their lambs to the priests to have them verified as being without blemish, the Lamb of God, as John the Baptist had called Jesus, was taken to be examined and tried before Pilate. Throughout the land of Israel those lambs which had been pronounced without blemish were being taken and slaughtered for Passover and meanwhile Jesus stood before Pilate who pronounced his verdict on Jesus the Lamb of God. I find no fault in him, take ye him and crucify him. And so they took Jesus the sacrificial lamb of God who was without blemish they took him out to Calvary and cruelly crucified him. Now some very important events occurred when Jesus was crucified there was darkness over all the land for three hours Jesus spoke uh, some sentences from the cross there was an earthquake, some graves opened and dead people arose these along with some other events are all important but time does not permit for us to elaborate on them. One or two I will mention. Jesus, before he dismissed his, sp- his spirit, cried with a loud voice saying, It is finished. The meaning of this word is finished, accomplished, paid in full. The cost of man's salvation had been borne and paid for by Christ. He endured the punishment for sin due to me. The sacrificial lamb of God had been slain and his precious blood shed. Jesus is portrayed many times in scripture as a lamb and I think the following verses that we will read may be the first as recorded in chapter 53 of the book of Isaiah written many hundreds of years previously when the prophet describes Christ's future sufferings a remarkable prophecy or was it a freak coincidence surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows; yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted Yet he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he openeth not his mouth it says all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way that describes you and me we have gone astray And I must now either repent and accept personally Christ's death made for me, thereby acknowledging my sinfulness and need of a Saviour in Christ, just as that small family in Egypt years ago was once protected by the death of their Lamb, so I can be protected from the wrath of a holy God because the Lamb of God has been slain in my place or, alternatively of course, as I have a free will, I may ignore all of this until someday I shall face a just and holy God on my own, when at the great judgment throne a guilty verdict will be inevitable. One other very important event occurred when Christ died. In the temple at Jerusalem, the main sanctuary was divided in two by a tall, large, heavy curtain called the Veil. This veil separated the Holy Place from the Most Holy Place and was, and the only person who ever entered into the Holy Place was the High Priest. This occurred once a year on the Great Day of Atonement. Access to God by the common, common man prior to the death of Christ was unattainable except through a priest. So once a year the high priest made a sacrifice for his own sins and then made a sacrifice for the sins of the people in the most holy place. It was an awesome event for any Jew and an extremely solemn occasion and it still is a jom When Christ cried, it is finished, and died at Calvary, this veil was ripped apart from top to bottom in the temple, thereby revealing the most holy place, a vivid demonstration of the end of the old covenant, and the opening of a new way for a personal relationship with our loving God through Christ's death and triumphant resurrection a new covenant agreement or a new testament in the book of hebrews a book obviously written for jewish converts we are taught that jesus is described as our great high priest showing clearly that as in times past the jew had access to god through an earthly high priest through christ it is now possible for all to have access to god through our Saviour, Redeemer and Mediator. And so, three days later our Lord rose gloriously from the dead. For forty days he was he seen and met with his disciples and followers and then one day led his disciples out as far as the Mount of Olives and ascended to heaven from their sight. The Holy Spirit was sent down at Pentecost to indwell those who humbly accept and follow the Lord Jesus in their hearts and lives through genuine repentance and faith but perhaps you may be thinking that it is presumptuous to assert that one may know with certainty our future eternal state but I do not think that on the contrary I believe it to be foolhardy indeed a type of false humility not to accept the Word of God as truth. John the Apostle gives us grounds for certainty from his writings in every sense, setting out very clear motives as to why he wrote them. John wrote the Gospel of John to explain spiritual life with God as opposed to a life separated from God in chapter 20 and verse 31 he says but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that believing ye might have life through his name he went on to write three epistles why well he gives the reason first John 5:11. And this is the record that God hath hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Nothing could be clearer. May we wish you all a happy Easter.